in earliest August. At the Boston Convention and Exhibition Center, Ghosts on a Train appeared once more at the exhibitor stage, presented by Chuck Lode of Comics. A live show was performed, the audio of which is contained here. Video was captured of the live event, and it is available, if not presently being seen. We recognized a handful of familiar faces from the previous year's show, and would like to thank our local fans. A regular episode of Ghosts on a Train will arrive in the next two weeks. Please listen and enjoy. Cool, we're good to go. Awesome. Yeah, just as I'm making a mouth noise into the... <laughs> uh, so, uh, I'm just going to start this up real quick. Uh, hello! Welcome to Ghosts on a Train. This is a podcast where we play Ghost Lines, an RPG by John Harper. I'm your conductor, Greg, and I run the game. Uh, I'm Hannah. I play Andrew Anderson, a 14-year-old girl and ghost fighter. I'm Guy. I play Pippin McKeel, and my cosplay is that I didn't sleep for the last three days. <laughs> nice. Uh, I'm Stefan. I play Drix, and he's going to do some ghost wrangling. All right. Up top, I do want to say that this particular show is going to have a content warning for a fear of deep water. The sea can be scary, but uh, nobody's going to be drowning or nothing, I, I promise. Uh, and let me also open with a fun fact about trains. You see, in the old days, only the conductor would have a pocket watch. Uh, the reason for that was because watches need to be synchronized. Uh, and if you have more people, people on the train with their own watches, like Hannah, uh, then that sort of increases the chance of somebody messing the schedule up. So the conductor was the timekeeper. Uh, we have 45 minutes, and I've pre-written some stuff. You can tell I'm kind of reading off it right now. So in the interest of honesty and to keep things from going off the rails, whenever I do read some of my pre-written stuff, I'm going to like pull up my pocket watch so these three jokers don't like interrupt me uh, while I'm trying to read it. <laughs> uh, as I said earlier, this is a podcast where we play Ghost Lines, an RPG by John Harper. What that means is we're going to play the game and experience a story through it. Ghost Lines is powered by the apocalypse, and I mean, I guess if that doesn't mean anything to you, you're probably pretty cool. <laughs> Least nerdy person at this nerd convention. Basically, anytime the players try to do something that will meaningfully change the narrative, I will ask them to roll two six-sided dice uh, and add a number based on what ability they want to employ. There's four available to our players. Each has different results based on how the players roll. As the conductor of this train, I'm basically never going to roll because rolling invites failure, and I'm not about to fail. Uh, but how the player's role will allow me to act uh, and, and change the story how I see fit. Uh, so I hope that all makes sense. And if not, uh, it'll make sense when we, we start. So uh, let's start. <laughs> or you're yeah. just here to sit down. The weak embers of a dying sun cast their meager light over an ink-dark sea. Though the pitiable sun's rays cannot penetrate the thick blackness of the water, from the bottom of the sea shine stars, rippling constellations that remain visible from the surface, even when no stars shine in the sky. Floating on the jet black waves is a metal steamship outfitted with a crane and other tools for the safe deployment of a smaller circular vessel, a self-powered leviosphere for scientific research under the ocean. Preparing to board, we have three individuals uh, with badges marking them as line bulls, which are basically like 
ghost fighting goons uh, on a train. Uh, Hannah, Stefan, Guy, would We're you please? Expendable. <laughs> You're damn right. <laughs> please uh, describe these describe these goons uh, as they uh, approach. They're all suited up. All right, I'll start. Uh, all right, so we've got Drix, uh, tall, dark, curly hair. Uh, he's like pretty big, got a barrel chest. Uh, he constantly wears a uh, black cowboy hat with a red band. And Hard to imagine. Mm-hmm, 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 completely, completely uh, unbelievable. <laughs> and he is, uh, or he's got a lasso on his hip and spurs. Got to have the boots with the spurs, baby. Next up, we have Pip, who is very pale, very greasy, and would be tall if he was not constantly hunched over. Just the, um, you know, the wooden playgrounds from your youth that have just like been aged in the sun for way too long, and you don't really want to touch them. You want to wash your hands after like just looking at them. He's that as a person. <laughs> Uh, and we have Andril, who is uh, tall for her age, but again, she's 14, so she's like pretty tiny. Uh, copper skinned, uh, dark hair cut, sort of boyish short. Um, I always, I, my general turn of phrase is that she wears Victorian orphan boy clothing um, and sort of a twinkle in her eye. Victorian orphan boy clothing, whatever that means to you. Yeah, just, just <laughs> the most sickly, sad <laughs> little girl. I, I, it looks like something in my head. Uh, it maybe it looks different in all of yours. Yes, you three ordinarily board a train, but right now you're boarding this Leviosphere. Uh, the door to the outside seals shut with a hiss, uh, and the door to the interior opens up. Uh, greeting you is a tall pale-skinned man wearing fashion about a century out of date. Uh, and he smiles in a practice way that hides his teeth. And he says, um, <clears throat> Greetings. I'm very glad that the Ministry of Preservation saw fit to give, loan me three of their line bolts on my humble project. Yeah, I'm still unclear on, on why they did that. Are there ghosts down here? Also, how exactly? Uh, we just got told we were dealing with submarines today. Yeah, Leviathans so- <laughs> today. <laughs> you might want to avoid the S-word. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I'm Lord Scarelock of Duskwall. And uh, I, I have hired you on account of the fact that the ocean is vast and indeed very haunted. I require the assistance of you three professionals. I am investigating the stars on the bottom. Ooh. You've seen them, right? I mean, not up close or anything. Oh, well, we're about to change that last. Aren't, aren't stars supposed to be hot or something? Well, that's what we're going to find. <laughs> I, I promise I'm not pulling out the pocket watch because I don't want to talk anymore in that voice. Rushing you past electroplasmic equipment, Skurlock brings you to an operations room wider and shorter than the train cars you are used to. Most of the space is taken up by three seats in a line with different equipment at each. On the wall at the very front is a viewport showing the surface of the sea. But between that and the front seat is an eyeball descending from a sinewy stalk from the ceiling. The middle seat is flanked by two grasping crab-like claws from the floor, appearing more like an interrogation chair than anything else. 
The rear chair, closest to you all, is surrounded by a net of electroplasmic wires from all over that would leave whoever is seated in it trapped if it were any smaller. I think I've been on this ride. <laughs> well, I'm afraid you cannot get off. These are your three, these are your three stations while your three stations while you're here. Whose is whose? That I leave to you. Okay, I don't want the eyeball. That freaks me out. I I I guess I'll take it. Maybe, good man, maybe good we man. should learn any information about them first before deciding that. I'm just saying up front, the eyeball freaks me out. Okay, it's your basic run of the middle of Iosphere. I, we've never one been in puts one your of head these. in the eyeball so you can look outside the eyeball you, on the outside. You put your head in the right eyeball? Inside okay, the eyeball. Mind, Is there mind. a hole in it? Absolutely not. Not happening. <laughs> that one's not me. There's a membrane, lass. Don't There's worry. It's quite membrane. refreshing. Oh! Okay, then. Then the other one, you're going to put your hands in the crab claws. The crab claws will grip your claws. Your, your arm's good, so you can control the crab claws on the outside. Couldn't you make that with any kind of other controls? It's a standard Leviosphere. Okay, the crab claws do look sick. Like, I'll give them, I'll give them the crab Get claws. Get on in the crab claws. No, I didn't say I was getting in it. I'm just saying it looks cool. And whoever's going to go into the net is going to be surrounded by live electroplasm that will accurately represent any pressure on the outside. Okay, you know what? I'm getting in the crab claws, actually. Damn it. <laughs> I was going to take the crab claws. Uh, um, Little uh, girl uh, goes into the crab claw seat <laughs> uh, and they pinch your wrists. Ow! Why did you make the pinch? <laughs> Who built this? Whoever designed the murder boxes. <laughs> All right, I'll take the net. <laughs> well, it's not the first thing that I've stuck my head in that was unusual. What does that mean? Seriously, you can't just drop these things. I refuse to elaborate. No, 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 no. You've no, got to no. elaborate. I'm afraid there's no time for elaboration. <laughs> I need to get into the engine room, which is behind that door over there. Now, you might be tempted to look into the engine room, but I would caution you against that. Why? Because reasons. But you people have got to start elaborating more. I will be controlling our descent from within there, and I don't want to hear you worrying about our descent at all, or the fact that we'll be under the ocean. I happen to have caught the attention, the, I happen to have captured the affections of the sea demon Satara, and she happens to be the ocean's firstborn, if you know what I mean. Is this another mermaid situation? Are we going to have to go back for your soul, or...? I, I don't foresee that being a problem. Have fun. I'm going off to the engine room. I just have one question to ask, and that is, when was the last time this equipment was inspected? That was my one joke about submarines. <laughs> <laughs> I really did come up with this, like, a week before that whole business. <laughs> I feel like I felt I was like watching really intently. Like, oh, what am I have to avoid? <laughs> um, <laughs> off that subject with the magic of the pocket watch. Oh, fine, coward. <laughs> Sat in your stations, you feel the nauseating plunge of the Leviosphere into the inky black depths of the void sea. 
That's right, I got one extra sound effect from last year. <laughs> After a very short while, the water's surface is indistinguishable from the rest, and only the stars below give any sense of our orientation or direction. Within an hour of departure, the descent stops as you reach the insular shelf and a shipwreck so ancient that it acts as an artificial re reef. As you three are kind of alone in here and you've got the big old viewport, what sort of sea life is catching uh, your eye as you're uh, descending here at the bottom? There's all sorts of creatures that, this ship looks old, a couple centuries. Things have just been living here. There's coral, seaweed, anemones, but also, you know, this is the Shattered Isles. You can get weird with it. You can get weird with it. <laughs> reverse mermaid. A reverse mermaid. <laughs> that was immediate. A real, a real leggy, a real leggy, uh, <laughs> <laughs> leggy fish. fish. Real leggy fish. <laughs> They're wearing boxer briefs. Yeah, yeah. This is. A, <laughs> I'm glad you remember. This is a family show. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm thinking two-headed eels, like or like uh, uh, an eel with like a head on each side. There's a knot in the middle. Oh, okay. Yeah, they're sort of like they're little squeaky squeaking around, like mm. they're fighting over where they need to go. Um, an octopus, but like more le like as many legs as you can picture on a creature. An octopus so plus. So many octopus plus. Octopus plus. Value octopus. <laughs> Dodecahedropus. Get out of here, guy! <laughs> Shut up with your big words. <laughs> uh, so <laughs> eventually, uh. Eventually, Skurlock adjusts course, and the bathosphere—I still wrote bathosphere originally. The Leviosphere skims along the declining slope. The stars grow steadily closer over the next hour. So that's two hours you've been out here. Uh, and suddenly, the slope gives way to nothing as the Leviosphere slows to a stop over a single star at the bottom of a deep, deep trench. There's a hiss and a hatch noise as Skurlock himself enters the observation room. Uh, this is going to be the furthest that any human being has ever gone. I, uh, I understand you may be attached to the eye, but I'd like to be left alone with it for a moment. Is that all right, Pippin McKeel? I, all, all right. You want to stick your head in something? Go right ahead. You, you know, actually, Pip was saying that there was something really important out there that you should probably see. So go ahead and put put your head right in there. Rounds, I'm going to do that right now. And there's a squishy noise as you pull your <laughs> head out of the eyeball. Squishy noise as he puts his head in. Andrew, Andrew. Yeah. Let's let's go find out what's in that room. Oh, yep. Let's do it. Let's do it right now. <laughs> yep. 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 <laughs> Skurlock's just sort of in the middle. There's nothing in the viewpoint but port by the star. Uh, like looking through the eyeball, he's like, oh my, whoa. Amazing! Oh my good! Whoa! Wow! Wow! You gotta see this! <laughs> nope! And you go into the engine room, you say? Yep! Guy, cover. Er, er, pip, cover us. <laughs> you put a very obvious trap in front of us, but I am going to walk into <laughs> oh, I'm, it. Oh, I'm absolutely gonna trigger it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so you walk. <laughs> you walk in there, uh, and uh, so there aren't any, like, there's, there's tanks of, like, electroplasm and stuff. Uh, and some gauges, but there's nothing to control the ship in here. And the tanks of electroplasm seem to, instead of be powering any sort of systems on the ship, they power uh, what you recognize now as a, a, a modified lightning cage in the center of the room. Kind of like the same ones, the same ones that you line bulls use to trap ghosts, but like bigger, beefier, 
uh, uncut. <laughs> uncut? I don't know. Uh, there's a, there's okay, like what? a faint silhouette in there. Hey. Oh, this looks bad. Is this a, is this a person powering? Hey, silhouette, are you anyone? You hear, uh, the, at the sound of your voice, uh, the silhouette uh, kind of looks and you hear a, a voice go, um, it speaks to you uh, in uh, Andrel's, what would be Andrel's people's native tongue, Hadrathi. Oh. Uh, it says, uh, Ata? Raish Ata? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I... Ata, Hannah, Raish, yeah. Hannah doesn't remember what that word means, but Andrel probably does. Uh, yeah, she's basically saying, kid, hey, kid, look over here, look yeah, over here. Yeah, kid. I go. Um, uh, <laughs> and she says in Hadrathi, uh, a little bit of like, uh, a little bit of like, uh, I don't know, I don't know uh, what we're doing right now, but we feel, it feels like we're going deeper than we have before usually. What's going on? Um, so we are going deeper than uh, we have before. We're going to look at the stars at the bottom of the seat. Uh, what is happening right now? Who are you? Who am I? Yeah. Uh, What's your deal? I, I'm, I'm she who reveals truth. But she says that in Hadrathi. Uh, so uh, she kind of like gestures to herself and the full sentence is like, Setara, which is the, the Setara. Okay. Um, so when the guy said, I've already forgotten his name. When the guy who steers the ship said that uh, Setara had given him her affections, is that true? Are you into this? Or is this like a bad situation for you? <laughs> Me and Skurlock kind of do the little waltz of master and minion. Like, I know it looks bad that I'm in this cage, it but... It does, it looks really bad. A hundred years ago, I had him in kind of worse. It's fine. I don't know what to do with that information. You're good here, though? I mean, hold on. Did You're you say the stars? Yeah. I'll, I mean, I'll get out. Did you say the stars? Yeah, I said the stars. At You'll the bottom of the sea. At the bottom of the sea. Now that I'm not okay with. What? Okay. Why? That's uh, no good. No my good? mother, my mother hates the notion of anybody going down there just to look at her sea stars. Okay. That is, and is uh, Skurlock aware of this, or would this be new information to him? Uh, <laughs> Pip, at that exact moment, uh, Skurlock is getting his head out of the eyeball, and he's like, "Oh man, that's that's really great, riveting stuff. I gotta say, you lucky one to pick the eyeball." Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a, a whole textural experience that you experience it from the neck up, you know, it's... You ever really, opened your mouth inside of it? Yeah, it's, it's, it's quite, I'd say exquisite, but I don't think it's an appropriate word. What is wrong with you two? Words fail, that's correct. Well, yeah. I'm going to go back into the engine room. Wait, 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 hold on. <laughs> Why should I hold on? You realize I am Lord Skurlock of Duskwall, a noble, and you are a filthy line bull. Well, filthy, yes, line bull, yes, but <laughs> I don't actually have a follow-up to this. While thing. your words are fail you, would you like to make a roll? Yes, absolutely. What, what ability do you want to employ? Uh, <laughs> yeah, what are you doing yeah, what right is, what now? What are you doing? 
Let's go with finesse because I'm trying to weasel my way verbally out of sure. whatever is going sure, on. Sure, sure. Roll me 2d6 plus your finesse. So 2d6 plus one. That is a nine total. So you get to do one uh, do it quickly, avoid trouble, compromise, or cost, or do it impressively, stylishly to greater effect. I want to. I want to verbally dazzle this individual to greater effect. All right. Now do it. <laughs> <laughs> My one weakness improv. Do it, podcaster! <laughs> well, you see, so, you, you saw the reverse mermaid, right? I did indeed see the reverse mermaid with the gammy legs and yeah. the uh, the scales, was, was the like, big bulbous eyes. Was that polka dots for the box of briefs? Or, like, I, I could have sworn It was that, definitely stripes. Hmm... Do you think they might have been like uh, I could have sworn I saw a Ghostbusters symbol on there. Do you think they were branded? Oh, you, what? Does that make it this deep? Do you think that they were branded with Ghostbusters? <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's very interesting. I get the sneaking suspicion that you're distracting me, but I cannot seem to stop talking to you. <laughs> oh, there's this other thing like the dodecahedropus. I'm pretty sure a dodecahedron's like a geometric shape, not an actual number. While that's happening, uh, <laughs> tricks, uh, tricks. Uh, you don't understand this Hadrathic conversation. You're kind of probably nervously looking around. There's like another viewport here, mm -hmm. um, and there is uh, there is a sh the soft blue uh, of a spirit. Uh, illuminating the inky black of the ocean, uh, and it's approaching pretty fast. Oh boy! Um, all right, uh, Andrew, heads up. We're about to have company. Uh, I hate company. We're already in the middle of a situation. Um. Okay. Uh. Hey, actually, uh, that ghost you're talking to, friendly. Uh, I think more of a demon, uh, but yeah, it seems nice. Oh, I speak Akarosi. It's oh, fine. Oh, great. Yeah, I oh, can talk to you guys. Fantastic. Oh, cool, 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 cool. Hey, um, would it be cool if I moved your lightning cage to that window right now? I would love it if right now you, uh, you disabled this lightning cage just because if we're going to see the stars, then my mom, the sea, is going to be... Pissed. Yeah, that uh, might explain whatever is happening right now. I've got to turn this thing around. Uh, and at that exact moment, uh, there is a huge thump as the, as the Leviathan turns around, spinning, reeling uh, from an attack. Uh, meanwhile, in the uh, other room uh, with Piv <laughs> and Skurlock, uh, you're interrupted uh, as you... Uh, as you, you kind of do that Star Trek, like, stumble around the, the set thing, because we got a cell that it's spinning. Skurlock, uh, uh, all of a sudden, he, like, uh, he, he's, he looks up, and there's a scowl uh, that doesn't bother to hide his teeth. And you see big old fangs. Uh, and he says, uh, Setara, what is the meaning of this? Why does your mother send this? That's right. It wasn't a bad Sean Connery impression that I wanted to bail out of. <laughs> he was just hiding his fangs. <laughs> sure. Sure. Uh, 
within the vision of uh, the viewport, uh, there is a big seashell the size of the Leviosphere floating into view. Uh, and there's, in, there's a spectral glow from the inside. Out of the seashell comes a big old uh, mass of tentacles, at least 12, uh, <laughs> uh, attached to a bulbous uh, fish, uh, fish face uh, that can't help but peek a little bit of leg. <laughs> Uh, and then a second, a second one of those things popped out, but I'll tie it together. <laughs> the ocean is weird. Hunt the ghost, ghost hunter. All right. Uh, yes. So it looks with this presence of this ghost, we are going to need uh, one of you to roll and against the supernatural roll and lead the bulls against the supernatural threats. Um, I vote, I vote Drix, he saw it first, even though Stefan I vote Drix because he has fancy new well dice. Sure, sure. All right, we'll, 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 we'll take it. We'll take it. All right. All right. Also, just to backtrack for a hot second, uh, yeah, sure. Ghostbusters doesn't, I want you all to know, Ghostbusters, like, we don't, that's not a canon term within our podcast. Like, that didn't make any sense. Uh, guy just kind of said it, presumably because they were thinking about Ghostbusters. I have snuck a Ghostbusters reference into every single recording session. That can't be true. Uh, I don't want it to be true. Also, snuck is not the right word. They've been pretty blatant. Stefan. <laughs> <laughs> Roll me uh, 2d6. Uh, we're to go down uh, a line of quick questions, the only the relevant ones. You've completed your apprenticeship. You've completed your journeymanship. That's a plus two. Uh, you don't have the support of another gang. Uh, there's only three of you, uh, so we're going to give you a minus one. Uh, I'm going to let you keep the plus one, uh, presuming that you've worked here before. I don't, I don't mind. Uh, the one thing I do care about, do the other bulls swear to follow your orders without hesitation? Tell me, say something inspiring to get everybody to rally behind you. All right, I'm not planning to die under underneath the. Uh, I'm not planning to die underneath the void sea today. So let's get this done. Yeah, that was good. Good job. Um, I think it was good too. Me, yeah, I liked it. Satara in the in the thing. Hi, hi, Satara. I rolled a six. <laughs> What did I say? <laughs> well, I don't think that was good. Uh, so <laughs> you've utterly failed uh, to capture anything. You can make the opening move, though. Uh, so oh, it, it, plus one, plus one, plus one. Yeah. Oh, okay. oh I rolled this. That was, that was so which would you like to do? Would you like to seize the initiative, maintain an orderly, disp orderly disposition, seize a particular opportunity or advantage? Let's seize an opportunity or advantage. What's the opportunity or advantage? Um, I think this thing is fighting with itself, and, or I think this thing is fighting with itself, pulling itself in two directions. I think it's not approaching any closer at the moment. Yeah, all right, all right. Yeah, yeah, so it's, it's, <laughs> it's just standing there menacingly. Um, yeah, snapping, snapping, going, fighting against each, itself, tentacles. Yeah, yeah, Like, yeah. too many tentacles Ugh. to really, like, function. It's just coming out of one big seashell. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Skurlock, for his part, is like, you three, man the stations and defeat, the, defeat this creature. Uh, and Satara says, no, no, get me out of this cage, uh, and I'll take us up. Get Skurlock to stop. 
All right. Oh, boy. Um, I mean, personally, I'm always going to listen to the girl boss first. That's, you know what? That's entirely valid. So Andrew's going to go uh, try and get Zajara out of that cage. (laughs) Go for it. Well, you do the opening moves. Ah, okay. Um... Yeah, I think I, I think uh, Drix is gonna look over at Andrew, see that she's going towards that cage, and just go, okay, <laughs> and like try. Or he's gonna he's gonna move up and like start opening up. All right, you start to start opening up. Uh, start opening up the lightning cage. Yeah, yeah. Make me a roll for that. All right. Um, we'll go with force. Uh, actually, you know what? We're gonna go with finesse because I don't want to break it. <laughs> sure. I mean, you, you can break it. Break my things. <laughs> Uh, that is going to be a Craig. six total. Greg loves it when you Ooh. break his things. Damn, I am rolling terrible. That, that was a six? Yeah. Six total. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. Stefan. So, Stefan, go ahead and take a... <laughs> take, uh, take a bunch of harm. Uh, take two harm. <laughs> take a bunch of harm. No, uh, take take uh, two harm from the lightning cage. It's zapping. Um, oh, I gotcha. Uh, Skurlock. Skurlock grabs your uh, grabs your arm as you're fiddling with it, and it's zapping you. He grabs by the wrist, and with the strength of many men, uh, starts to like How many? squeeze. Uh, ten. A bunch of men. Uh, <laughs> as many men as there are octopuses. Uh, <laughs> holds holds your hand there, and he says, "You will not stop the voyage for the star." Okay, what, what kind of sea madness does this man have? Well, coming up close, he's got fangs like a vampire. Uh, you thinking of? You think he's a vampire? Don't love that one. <laughs> um. Okay. All right. All right. Pippin, Andrew. I uh, will. I will try to do what Drix uh, could not. <laughs> sure. How do you? How do you? What are you employing? Uh, finesse. Finesse as well. Um, that's an 11 total. An 11 total. See, get a, get a load of that. <laughs> I love it when you guys get shown up by the 14-year-old. Consistently? <laughs> Consistently. Uh, so, uh, you, uh, you are able to, like, while, uh, while he's being distracted, uh, sorry about that, uh, while he's being distracted, uh, yelling at Drix, uh, Andrew, you were able to fiddle with some wires, short out some things. Uh, the uh, lightning cage uh, dissipates a little bit, and you see uh, this woman with like shark skin, uh, like seaweed for hair, lamprey mouth full of teeth. Hot. Um, yeah, she's got like coral growing out of her, and it's wrapping around her in the shape of like a tunic. Extremely hot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so, uh, you also have, uh, you also have, uh, about two seconds notice uh, as this thing, the, the thing outside, you know, in the seashell with all the heads and the tentacles and stuff, um, grabs a hold of the Leviosphere and you can see it's, it's moving, it's moving its fish mouths clothes and it's making like fishy kissy stuff, but like it's so big that it's probably gonna swallow the, the Leviosphere. We're working on getting up. Leave us alone. <laughs> Pip, We're you wanna, helping you. You want to do something? Uh, yeah. Are the crab claws open? The crab claws are open. Cool. I'm going to try and basically, like, I guess, like push 
whatever this is off. Like, try and, like, make a little space. Sounds like a force roll. That does sound like a force roll. Unfortunately, I'm bad at that. <laughs> mm. You could probably argue for finesse. Hey, you'll do better than me. We I don't believe have in miracles. oil for this, do we? Nope. I believe in cool. miracles. We're doing it live. <laughs> That's actually a 10. Yeah. Yeah. All right. You get to do two of them. What are you doing? Inflicting great harm, driving them back. I assume you want to drive them back. I want to drive you them wanna back and suffer a little harm in suffer return. Suffer a little harm in return. All right. So, so yeah, yeah. You, you juice up. You juice up the uh, crab claws. Uh, they grab a hold of you, and you feel your. You grab hold of you, and you feel your your like nerves. Uh, <laughs> Cook key into this claws on the outside. Uh, you're shoving it. You're just doing a shove. Yep. Just kind of flail at it. You know, if you've ever seen two crabs fight, you know exactly this kind of motion. <laughs> just where you know, like two crabs real, fight. We've all seen it. Awkward. Yeah, we've all seen it. We've all seen it. Uh, <laughs> Listen, there's been many lonely days with Animal Planet. Everyone, we have all everyone been there. Go home and Google two crabs fighting, and then you'll know what this looks like. So you you shove it. You shove it away. Um, and as you, you, you shove it away, it releases the uh, Leviathan. There's a little bit more of a listing to it now as you're free in the ocean again. Um, as uh, as it's, you're being slapped back a little bit, both of the fish mouths kind of suck in uh, and they shoot out this big, like, they're, they're, it's a ghost, it's a spectral, spectral little fish thing. Uh, but it has a very real impact on the water and it spits out two jets of bubbles but because you pushed it out of the way and are suffering little harm in return, only one of those little streams hits the Leviosphere uh, and the, the crab claw like station uh, crackles a little bit with like electricity. Uh, go ahead and take one harm. Yeah, and with that Skurlock, uh, Skurlock <laughs> is this going to throw Drix? Yeah, I think you're just going to throw Drix. One-handed. Yeet! He's strong enough to yeet me? He's strong enough to yeet you. He's so strong, in fact, that you have the opportunity to roll something, uh, but you can only do it like he's already mid-throw. Okay, all right. Um, Tuck and roll. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, I think what Drix is going to do is he's just going to let himself get thrown, and I think mid-roll, or I think mid-flight, he's going to whip out his lasso and try to grab onto something and reorient himself. Insane. <laughs> Cowboy lasso, Drix, roll, roll, roll. All right. That is that is a ten, baby. Yeah. Yes. All right. Two for finesse, so we got a twelve. Let's all right. Go. Well, shit. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you did them all. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, do you, so, in addition to doing it quickly and without trouble compromise the cost, you also get to do this stylishly in a greater effect. Could I'm gonna ask you, like, what do you like? If you could do something extra with this lasso move, what would it be? Oh, oh, okay. So I think what Drix is going to do is he's going to, like, as he as he gets or as he gets flung, he's going to lasso onto a pipe, swing around it, back into Skurlock, and do like the Black Widow thing. <laughs> All right. <laughs> you rolled a twelve. Legally, you have to let him. I have no power. <laughs> I thought rolling was open to failure. Rolling was weakness, but rolling strength. Um, yeah, so you you do the Black Widow thing. Like, as you're, as you're on him, he's like, what is this? <laughs> why, are your, why are your thighs so soft? Uh, and yeah, you. Um, I think as you take him down, Satara's like starting to climb out of the lightning cage. And she says, 
All right. Now, um, if you could just pitch him, pitch him out of the viewport. I'm sorry, you want me to kill this man? Us to kill this man? He'll be fine. He'll be fine? He'll be fine. You He'll be- promise? <laughs> <laughs> I'm 14. I don't, I've never killed a man before. He's like 400. That's, it's still murder. My mom doesn't hate him that much. I really am kind of fond with him. We, this is our thing. I don't understand this. I don't understand. <laughs> when this you're dynamic. older, when no, you're I don't older, think you will understand it when I'm older. People keep telling me that, and it never makes more sense. I'm 29, and this doesn't make sense to me. <laughs> uh, Hannah, is Andrew going to, to help pitch him off? I guess. Um, yeah, okay. He's being, he's, uh, he's been taken down. Taken down Black Widow style uh, by Drix. Drix's masterful thigh work. <laughs> so I get, what do you roll? I genuinely don't know what one rolls to pitch someone out of their lock. Force, finesse? Uh, sure, sure. Uh, maybe, maybe we can do it, Force. Okay. I don't know. Oh, you've got all your equipment. Oh, okay. You can blast them with your lightning hook. <laughs> you can shoot them with your big, scary knife web thrower thing. Uh, yeah, I'm, I could I could put them in a net and put the net out there. Put them in it? Yeah. Put them in a net. Put them okay. in a box. We're put the box put, out. We're gonna put him, I'm going to get a net around him, I guess. Um, That's a 10. That's a 10. Andrew has a plus three to finesse, so uh, everything I do is finesse. I'm... <laughs> Never going to use my other stats unless I have to. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, you, uh, you, uh, which one do you not do uh, of the quick? So you can do it quickly, choke without trouble, compromise the cost, I'm, or establish a greater effect. What are the I, two you do do? I think this is a live show. We're having fun. Uh, I'll, I'll take the trouble, compromise or cost in order to do it fast and cool. You'll take the trouble, compromise, or cost in order to do it fast and cool. Thank yeah, you for that. You're welcome. Um, I know this is a bad idea, but I'm, I'm giving you a present. It's all right. It's all right. Uh, a special so treat just for Greg. You, uh, <laughs> you, uh, ra- you wrap them up. You, know, you, you shoot out your, your knife thrower, uh, gets them in the net, um, gets them up in the net, uh, probably by the, like, the viewport in the engine room. Um, and Sitara's like, all right, don't worry. Like, the sea's still my mom, so like, she won't come in here when when you break the glass. But just go ahead and break the glass. I you want me to break the glass? It's cool. Just get him out of here. Bye, Skurlock. And Skurlock's like, oh, Satara. Why? I love you. This is this is like my third least favorite line that we've done. <laughs> this is so confusing to me. I don't understand any of the dynamics at play uh, here. Yeah, to be honest, I'm not following the drama at all. Uh, Pip, Pip, you can't help but notice that the uh, the creature outside is kind of like expectantly looking at the viewport. Uh, waiting for him to come on out. Got into his little fish kissy mouth. <laughs> Ready to... <laughs> I'm going to choose to ignore that. Oh my god! <laughs> not my problem. You cannot make Angel do a murder! <laughs> it's not you doing a murder, it's the sea. That's- it's unpredictable. <laughs> You can just never tell her about this. I can never, I don't want to deal with the fallout of this. 
I don't want to think about it. it Tricks, uh, tricks. It should be noted while they're discussing whether or not to send out the uh, send them out the uh, little viewport. Um, I don't think they can see it, but your lasso is kind of tangled up with the net, and you're kind of. <laughs> <kinda, laughs> um. Would you like? Would you like to to roll something to get out of it? Uh, yeah, yeah. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot deal with the fallout of this. Yeah, I think Drix is going to uh, levy, level the lightning hook and try and burn through it. All right, all right, go for it. We're gonna we're getting a force for this. Roll one. me force. Uh oh, that is bad. That is a, that is a five total. <laughs> Stefan, you're so. Stefan, you're so bad at rolling dice. <laughs> you're bad at random numbers. <laughs> I'm uh, gonna die. <laughs> yeah. So you go, you go to zap. I'll tell you what. Actually, I'll go to you. You zap the lightning hook. Uh, you uh, go ahead and take uh, take three harm. No, sorry. Take two harm. That's too mean. Take two harm as you shoot yourself in like the actual foot. Um, <laughs> Uh, and um, the but the, the the lasso the lasso uh, does like kind of burn free, uh, and then the whole net starts to like catch on fire. <laughs> it's it's cool. He's going in the ocean. <laughs> Skylock's like, hold on, line bulls. Remember, I am a, a noble of Duskwall, and you know your your work for the Ministry of Preservation. Before you pitch me out there, maybe give that one a thought. <laughs> I'm a Ruvian, baby. <laughs> Are you gonna kill him then? No. Hey, um, Andrew, just quick, quick sidebar, just real quick. We do work for them. I know that's true. Yeah. <laughs> there is a very, very swift, uh, so soft. It sounds like like a like a teacup breaking sound of the viewport, uh, and some sound of like ocean water not coming inside, but just the sound of it outside, um, faster than you can notice. Uh, Sitara is standing next to Drix, uh, ho holding a hand, uh, and she just pushes Skurlock right through the viewport. One hand, open palm, uh, and he's like, what? <laughs> uh, as Sitara is just smiling with her big lamprey mouth, uh, and she's like, it's pretty nice that you're very indecisive about doing a murder. That, I, I'd like to say that was a test, but I'm she reveals truth. I wanted you to kill him. Um, hold on. Are you are you saying that we just murdered a noble? No, Citrara murdered a noble. We just were there and helped. I guess <laughs> it's fine. He's not, he's not alive. He's a vampire. He'll climb up in a little bit, and when he does, I don't know. Maybe I'll tie him up or put him in a cage or something. Hey, it's our thing. Yeah, Some of our best just, acquaintances are vampires. Can you just like? keep him away from us because he is technically one of our bosses and it is occurring to me now that he's brought that up that this maybe was not the most strategically great idea. Oh, oh it's so alright. are now accessories. The Leviathan is like under Satara's powers going back up. You like feel it going up uh, and as it's going up she's like well uh, I'm not gonna lie I'm not part of your whole Imperium deal so uh that sounds nice. You'll handle it. 
I'll, I'll, I'll keep him in a cage. <laughs> I'll keep him in a cage for you. Okay, I appreciate it. Yeah. I thanks. guess. <laughs> Do you guys want to stick your head in the viewport? No. I do not. Uh, and so the Leviosphere, uh, having failed in its mission, uh, but succeeded in not uh, getting totally owned by the ocean, uh, rises back to the top. Uh, you three have the, the favor of Satara. Go ahead and add one favor. Yeah. She's, a, she's into you guys. She can't lie. Uh, <laughs> uh, and uh, and uh, she makes herself scarce uh, before you guys return to uh, your own normal... Uh, your own normal jobs protecting trains from ghosts. Uh, I think with that we are. <laughs> I think with that we are more or less at time. Uh, well, I really, I really packed this one a little bit, huh? <laughs> Real. <laughs> so you go on. Pretty dense. Not just you did. You're right. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Thank you so much. Uh, yeah, we're ghosts on a train as an actual thank play everybody. podcast. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Hope you guys enjoyed. Hope you guys enjoyed. Hope you guys enjoyed. <laughs> Have a good convention. Yeah. It's going to close soon, but it's then gonna tomorrow, going to be around tomorrow. It's going to be cool. There's yeah. probably going to be other cool stuff here on the stage. You can find us on all the podcast websites. <laughs> yep. We're even on Blue Sky. In case you've fled Twitter already. How do we make it on a Blue yeah, Sky? Yeah, talk about a sinking ship. Pride of Dustball is now arriving. Please allow all passengers to exit the train before boarding. This has been Ghosts on a Train, a podcast with the Faustian Nonsense Network, where we played Ghost Lines, an RPG written and designed by John Harper. Music by Sebastian Black and TJ Woods. Edited by Greg Corobus, with Creative Commons Zero Sounds from freesound.org. And additional sound design by Kai Gwillem Pritchard. Our cover art is by Yoshiko Agresta. Your line balls for this trip were... Andrew Anderson, badge name Dunville, played by me, Hannah Levin. Adric, aka Drix, badge name Colburn, played by me, Stefan Lewis. Pippin Pip McKeel, badge name McKeel, played by me, Guys Webell. And I have been your conductor, Greg Corobus. For bonus content, as well as behind the scenes, become a patron of the Faustian Nonsense Patreon. And in lieu of monetary support, a review on your favorite podcatcher will help Ghosts on a Train maintain visibility. If you have any questions about the Pride of Duskwall or additions to suggest for the train, please email them to ghosttrainpod at gmail.com or contact us on Twitter at ghosts underscore train. And I'll let Candace bring them to the line bowls. Thank you for riding with us, and please consider traveling with us again next time.